Hello and welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. I'm Luke Marlotunaga, Senior Research Analyst at FXTM, part of Xenity Group. Today, we're going to be looking at fear. Now, everyone has felt fear at one point in their life. Fear of a person, an item or event. It is certainly an unpleasant emotion and one that I'm sure you recognize. It makes a person act on instinct. Yet, this is a natural, powerful and primitive human emotion that has been hardwired into us to protect us from danger. I'm sure you can think of a time when your body went on autopilot when fear kicked in. Ironically, the same emotion, if not managed well, can become the downfall of any trader. In just a moment, I'll share some of my personal stories about fear and how I overcame them. But right now, I'm joined by Christopher Lodge, Head of Market Knowledge, to share his experiences. So Chris, let's kick things off. When I say traders fear, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? It's an interesting question, traders fear. I can answer it by spinning the question on its head and suggesting not what causes the fear, but what provides the confidence to trade. And my experience is that successful trading is really great preparation meeting opportunity. So you can reduce fear by preparing properly. So you're building the confidence, knowing where you're going to exit the trade and knowing exactly what you're looking for in terms of upside. So fear is there. There's always a fear in trading, but it's about overcoming it with the confidence that you've prepared for that particular trade sufficiently. And of course, preparation is all about preparing for what happens when it goes wrong, making sure that you have diversified with this trade. So you're not long of tech stocks, making sure that the trade fits with your current strategy and your current portfolio. When you say this, Chris, it just brings nostalgic feelings and memories. And over a decade ago, when I first stumbled upon the FX markets, um, these are the similar fears I felt. I think the first one was actually the fear of being wrong because I remember I would spend hours upon hours analyzing the market, looking at our trading strategy, only for me to enter the markets and I'll find myself on the wrong side of the trade. This actually had me second guessing myself. Another fear was actually the fear of losing money. Now, imagine you're so invested in a position and you enter that trade and your hard-earned money is being taken away from the markets. I used to think that the markets were going against me. That's how bad it was. That Another fear was FOMO. I would look at the euro dollar, pound US dollar or gold prices, appreciate explosively over a short period of time and I'll be like, why am I not in this trade? And this used to really hit me hard because I'll find myself jumping into the trade after the move has happened. It just felt like I was on the wrong side of the trade. I remember, I'll never forget the time where gold prices jumped over $100. I thought, wow, I must be part of this. I was a newbie to the markets, but it took these painful lessons to shape the type of trader I am today. Do you have any more personal experiences to share with us, Chris? There is always the fear that you're following a trend that's about to come to an end. And that drives, I think, the idea that as the markets have risen to new highs, there's always this fear of a trend reversal. And sometimes we've seen that those trend reversals can be quite dramatic and bite you. So yes, I agree that that is absolutely a fear that traders have. But again, preparation. If I have already prepared for a loss, and that loss is, let's say, $200, if $200 is within my strategy, 
then I shouldn't really be too scared about putting that trade on because already I've assumed that the worst is going to happen. And I think, again, having spoken to a number of successful traders, it's all about preparing for the losses. Uh, Anybody can take a profit, but managing losses is where the confidence really needs to be. Yes, certainly. Um, Trading the markets can be a very rubbing place. And we're sure that we've all got it right at one point in time. And employing that mindset, like preparing that, okay, this is the amount I am willing to lose. Or I don't want to sound crude, but already accepting your losses after you've entered the trade. That was one of the strategies I, I deployed back then. Like I'll do my risk reward, risk management. I'll say, okay, this has gone to the markets. Move on. If it goes my way, that's good. If it doesn't go my way, avoid the amount I'm willing to lose and I'm happy to part with this. But it's funny because, um, Chris, at one point, it got so bad. Like, this is just bringing back all these memories. I was so fearful of the markets. My legs were shaking. My legs were, (laughs) I was jittery. And my fear actually spilled over. So it would impact my day-to-day life, my mood to my family members, my mood to my friends. When I had a good day in the markets, I feel like a million bucks. Um, I'll be buying drinks for everybody. I'll be spending money here and there. But on days where it wasn't really too good, I took a massive loss. I'll be quite reclusive. I'll be really moody. It, it's really, really interesting how, in general, trading, even though you're just trading the markets, it could really impact your day-to-day duties. Now, you did say one of the methods that you employed was managing your losses. Do you have any other methods that you put into place to really mitigate these fears? I wonder sometimes if you try and live the markets trade by trade, whether you're doing yourself a disservice. Living and letting your emotions bounce up and down trade by trade is probably a recipe for disaster in, in terms of keeping a level head and a, and, a, and, a, and a somewhat restrained outlook on, on financial markets. I guess one of the best things I learned was to try and plan your trading year by year. And if we were planning for an athlete to uh, reach a target uh, a year down the line, we would have a thing called a macro plan, which looks at all of the different uh, influences, things that we can control and things that perhaps might be out of our control that are going to happen in that next 12 months. As a trader, you should know that you need a holiday uh, with your family. You need to get away from the markets for a while. So plan that. And if that's two weeks in August or two weeks in July, put that on your 12-month roadmap. If you have expenses coming up, uh, you know that you're going to do some work on the house or you've got uh, a new car to pay for, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody has bills that go up and down at certain times of the year. Again, put that on the roadmap. When you sit back and look at that macro plan for your trading for 12 months, all of a sudden you become capable of navigating around those events and not running into them headlong and thinking, why have I got massive positions on when I've got all this other stuff going on in life that needs my attention? So for me, it's it's very much about that kind of long-term outlook and not living the markets trade by trade. You said a key statement right here, and I wish I knew this when I first started trading, but like everyone who starts or who enters the wonderful world of currency or trading or financial markets, it's so hard to just stick to the plan. You've got to set rules. When we're dealing with the world's most liquid markets, having a game plan is critical 
the, the, the markets could remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. So if you try to jump to the markets without sticking to the plan, you know, not setting any stop loss, hoping that you could hold that losing position long enough for things to switch back your way, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. We are digging deeper. We've scratched the surface. We've spoken about having that mindset. What else do you think is needed for a trader to, to mitigate those fears and almost become a master of themselves to go head on with the markets? I think what you can do is you can keep adding to the toolbox you have as a trader and sticking to the plan. Certainly, I would argue that if you're not assessing, you're just guessing. So in terms of looking at your performance, making sure that you understood where your stop loss should be, how quickly you should move the stop loss up if the market goes in your direction. You need to assess that on a trade-by-trade -trade basis. But the other thing I think is, is crucial is the fact that we learn from our mistakes. It's very easy to hit a couple of uh, decent trades in a row. And I wonder how many traders actually go back and reflect on why it worked so well for them. And I sometimes think that time reflecting on your own performance is probably one of the most valuable things that you can do. And it can turn losing trades into learning trades. And sometimes I find myself looking back at those trades and thinking, well, okay, you got four trades wrong there. And each time you were probably overcommitted. You probably didn't uh, study the correct area for a stop loss. I think keeping a trading diary is absolutely crucial. And it starts with why you're putting the trade on, who you're following, what you're following, uh, and you can't really justify any process or any strategy until you decide to follow it 100% of the time. Of course, you can change it, but you can't really have a strategy if it's just potluck and sometimes you decide to follow the technical analysis or the fundamental analysis that you understand best. And sometimes you prefer to use gut feel. There's no real analysis in that. So you do need to be consistent in terms of looking at your performance and, and, and rating your performance. But I would reiterate that time for reflection is absolutely crucial. And if time for reflection comes when you're having a bad spell, sometimes sitting out of the market for a few weeks, just letting your own emotions cool down is probably the most valuable thing I've learned. They say that insanity is doing something on and on and expecting a different result. And this, this is what I saw before having a trader's journal. Like I'll find myself doing exactly the same thing. But having that trading journal really allowed me to reflect why I entered that trade, when I entered that trade, my logic behind, my risk management. Did I exit the trade prematurely? So for those who are listening right now, guys, you know, if you don't have a trader's journal right now, what are you waiting for? I think that's one of the key steps to really managing those fears. I would also find myself from joining forums, you know, at, at times when you are new to the markets, you can feel lonely. You know, you're doing this as you against the big, bad markets. And, you know, I'll find myself joining forums, communities, blogs, events to discuss these fears and methods with other traders, even making friends. I think that helped me as well. I even tried to compare my trading strategy with real life, real life situations. You know, all, everyone has their different methods or ways of doing this, but I feel um, this is really what helped me in those crucial periods to manage my fears and try to get a hold of the markets. Are there some easy ways to manage risks and emotions when 
this natural instinct of fear kicks in to try to keep us on the right direction? I would probably assess that some of my best trading, and by best trading, I don't mean that uh, I'm making an awful lot of money. What I mean is the most consistent trading I managed to follow for the longest period of time has been really around the background to it. So how in control of my emotions am I? And I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I uh, was lucky enough to work for a company the salary was decent enough and uh, it was paying the bills and I was able as part of the job to trade as well. So I traded when I liked the trade and when I felt that I was in control of the trade. The trades were were well considered. Uh, they certainly weren't designed to knock it out of the park and buy at the low and sell at the high and, and, and try and gear up and make an awful lot of money. The trades were designed at the end of the year to perhaps pay for a holiday or perhaps a weekend away. So my ultimate target was was not to double my income or not to become a superstar overnight, but to add to my income. But it certainly wasn't looking for a penthouse and a Lamborghini at the end of the month. So controlled in terms of outlook, controlled in terms of downside, and with a year-long view to the other things that were going on in my life that may take some time and some effort and some emotion away from trading the market. So that was my recipe for success. It still is. I don't rush at every single trade now. And the trades would be well considered in terms of how much I'm prepared to lose and in terms of an upside target. So you hear that, people? Have a plan. Follow the plan. Review. Educate. Repeat. And be consistent. These are just the building blocks. Of course, everybody's different. At the end of the day, people, trading is a numbers game. But employing the right methods, mindset, strategies, could reduce your losses and even result in you coming out on top. So given how fears have been hardwired into us, it's still something that even the most seasoned of traders do face. I think it must be kept in mind that fear could either be a friend or an enemy. And it's how traders manage this raw emotion could really determine whether they come out on top or not. So Chris, it's been great to talk to you. You've got some great techniques there. Thank you again. Thank you for having me, Lumen. I've enjoyed it. So remember, people, to follow this podcast on your favorite platform. And of course, check out our daily market analysis at www.fxtm.com. Until next time, I'm Luke Montenegro, Senior Research Analyst at FXTM. And this is your Markets Extra.